Welcome to Ladies Roadmap Podcast. Are you at the point in life where you finally have the time to think about your dreams and desires, but maybe you don't even know what those are anymore? If you're ready for positive change and an enriched life, then come along as we interview thought-provoking guests that will inspire and motivate you. We are also going to bring you practical steps on how to use journaling to illuminate your thoughts, which can then turn your dreams into reality. Hello, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We have a very special guest today. Robin Richter is an entrepreneur and president of Wearable Imaging, Inc. She recently wrote a book, which became a number one bestseller, The Golf Course Millionaire, How to Turn Relationships into Big Business Through Golf. And when Robin is not working to develop winning strategies for her clients, she is active in philanthropic endeavors and fundraising for a variety of organizations, some of which, as you many of you uh, may know, are is the Alzheimer's Orange County that we actually were involved with, and we had uh, the president on our show. So welcome, Robin, and thank you for taking time to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, Come on, who doesn't want to hear about this book? You know, The Golf Course Millionaire. I, I'm really excited about our, talk, our conversation today. Um, and so one of the things uh, we ladies like to talk about in at Ladies Roadmap is an example of a side hustle. And a side hustle is something that you do on the side of your real job mm-hmm. to help generate a little bit of money. And so we want to just congratulate you because it sounds like it's been a huge accomplishment and a great success. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite a surprise. I probably had the idea to start the book in 2012, and just kept you know saying, "Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." And I've I've had a business coach for the last six years, and she actually pushed me to to finally make it happen. You know, it's 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 a big endeavor. It's um, it once you set your mind to it, it's it's you know, you, you got to do it. You tell everybody you're doing it and you hold yourself accountable that way. And, yeah. um, I'm just, I'm thrilled. It was probably the biggest accomplishment I, I feel I've ever done in my life. Well, I have to say, I did see your YouTube, um, at the golf course oh, where you, you were with did. your husband and she, Jamie, you'll love this because we just did it. We just kind of had the same experience, but where you had received the book in the mail and her husband was standing there with the champagne and Robin opened that book and it brought her to tears and, and we can relate. And that it, it was really special. And I really felt excited for you when I watched that video. It's, it's, it's awesome. What I was loving that you're saying is that you actually had this idea way back in the day was you said 2012 mm-hmm. um but what when was it that you you really put a stake in the in the sand and say i'm going to start this i'm going to do it on a regular basis did you have a schedule you started what got you over the hump to actually get it from to finish my to the coach, finish line? my coach really i she said you know what i mean that's what you hire somebody for right you know being an entrepreneur we you know it's it can be a lonely time and you always have to have somebody to to bounce ideas off of and somebody you know with with wisdom to give you advice and um, she just she basically said you know I'm tired of hearing you talk about it you need to do this you need to share this with people because you have a lot to say and you truly do more business on the golf course than than anybody that I've ever seen and it's just it's so natural 
and they're they're just really it's I there's no place where you can spend five hours with somebody and you know the at the end of the day I can even give yesterday as an example I played um, I invited uh, two clients and we had the best time we didn't leave the golf course until 8.30 last night, and we teed off at 11. <laughs> well, you know, so. and you feel like, like you were clients, you probably knew them pretty well, but after yesterday, you feel like you were best friends by but the time the you finished. But here's the thing, these are both new clients, and I not only walked away with one of my clients basically saying, you're going to get all my uniform business, and she has over 10,000 employees, okay? But... The, to be able to connect the two of them to where they're going to mm. be doing some things was so exciting for me. We just, we laughed yeah. all day long. So fun. And, you know, and, you know, she was okay. She wasn't like a great golfer. My other, you know, client friend, she's really good. But I love that she didn't feel intimidated with us because we were helping her along, not making her right. feel uncomfortable. We're not being competitive. Well, let me stop right there, though, before we go on to um, talking about the book, because we're going to talk about that a lot. But I want to go back to, because we said you're an entrepreneur and a pres- the president of Wearable Imaging. Tell us a little bit about that business. So Wearable Imaging is a promotional products company. We do branding. So we basically take your logo and we put it on any product, wearable, any item that you could imagine. And we do it in a very creative way because we really find out about, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And we want to make you stand out as a brand and we want to get you noticed. And that's really what we specialize in. We meet with our vendors you know, probably on a weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly basis. And we're always looking for those really hot new items. And I get so excited. I'm like a little kid going, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And to be able to share it with my clients and to, and to show them things they've never seen before, not like your traditional, just coffee cup or pens or whatever, but the out-of-the-box items, and that's really what so we're you, known yeah, for. Yeah, Robin, tell creative. us, what's yeah. the new out-of-the-box item we want to hear? Uh, well, the as of last week, see, every week, if you ask me next week, but as of last week, and we all have already videoed it and put it up on YouTube so you can check it out, it's called the Phone Brella. It's an oh, umbrella that literally has a speaker on the handle. So you're walking in the rain, you can answer the phone and talk on the phone, or you can play your music and you can change stages. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> that is amazing. Well, you know, talking about your back to your book again, this book is about golf and the benefits of golf in business and life, but really especially in in your life. And I wanted to talk about the fact that you were a pro golfer on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. We read all about that. And I wanted you to kind of take us back and give us a bird's eye tour, if you will, no pun intended, of your history with golf. So I started when I was nine years old. Um, and we live in Pennsylvania and we, li- we belong to a, a club there. And my dad played, but my mom, she didn't play. So my mom would bring the girls to the pool and we'd hang out. And I just found it fascinating that, you know, I loved the golf carts and I wanted to drive one, but, you know, it was like you I wasn't old enough, but my dad would sneak me out there in my bathing suit and he'd, he'd take me on a few holes to practice. 
And I took the club, you know, one of his clubs and started swinging. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you have a really natural swing. You know, why don't we get you lessons? And But really, all I care about was driving the golf cart. Right? (laughs) Well, you know, what I loved about in your book, and you, you talked about this, and I've seen this a lot, so I could relate to it. Where your father only had girls, you're one. They're the middle child of mm-hmm. three girls, mm-hmm. and so as you as you put it, he kind of treated you as he would a son. Mm-hmm. Where that now, we're, let's go back. I mean, that's back enough years that I know there weren't that many young girls playing golf like there are now. I mean, right. that wasn't common for a dad to say. Right. Come on, honey, I'm going to take you out on the golf course, right. as, it, as it is now. So I, I thought that was really interesting and that he exposed you to that sport early on. Yeah, and it was, especially going out on the driving range, you know, when I was younger, you know, I would get stared at a lot because it's like, what, what is a girl doing out here? And now it's just, you don't think anything of it, but, um, you know, it's certainly... Um, did, did you feel, was there something that, did you feel different or did you just, it was just, you were naive and um, didn't really think about it? I like, I did feel different, but I liked it. I like thought, okay, they, they, they would all like stand behind me and watch me hit the ball. Like, wow, the, they would like come from both angles, you know, in front of me and behind me and just like stand there and watch. And I thought, you know, for, it was kind of odd, but then it was kind of like, it didn't bother me, you know, um. And I, I know my dad enjoyed it. You know, I was like, okay, this is my girl. I mean, were you a, you were a bit of a prodigy, it sounds like. I mean, to them anyway, especially back then. Yeah. That's, that was well, interesting. <laughs> let, let's brag a little bit here. You actually had went on and played on the PGA Tour. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I, I played on yeah. the Women's Professional Golf Tour, yes. How and, long? Um, almost two years. But I found that um, it was – I've always been a team player. And I played, you know, in on the boys' golf team in high school. Yay. And I played in the women's golf, you know, club. And then went to college, and I, I played on a golf scholarship in college. And, you know, we were all a team. And what I found was that was difficult was when I got out there, I had nobody. I was all by myself, you know, traveling, driving, you know, everywhere, Um it was a very lonely time. And so you don't have this team around you to, you know, and it's not like you, you know, even when you're playing with people, it's not like you can really, you know, everybody's to themselves. You talk yeah, to your caddy, serious, that's yeah. it. And so I, it was a shock for me, you know. And so I, I just, I, I played out there longer than I probably should have. But I thought, you know, in my heart, someday, even though I don't want to do this as a living, someday this is going to serve me because I love the game so much. And I love being with people and getting to know them. And like I said, I mean, you talk about any sport, tennis, they're over there, you know, whatever, you know, but golf, you're right next to them on the, in the cart, you're, you know, on the tee, you're walking together you know, you're talking about, and you're in the beauty of, oh my gosh, yesterday we played Cota de Casa and it was absolutely just a light breeze, like 75 degrees and just, you know, blue sky. And you're just going, thank you for being here. Right. I mean, I know that's what I love about golf. Yeah. Yeah. 
Every time I'm out there, I really stop to say, because I'm not a very good golfer, but I adore the sport. And when I'm out there, I just stop myself when I start doing the four-letter words, because we know golf is a (laughs) four-letter word. Uh, When I start that, I stop myself, I take a deep breath, I look around and say, but look where I am. This is so beautiful. And just to be outside is is awesome. Well, you know, you're quoted to say in your book, um, competitive sports helps keep a sharp edge in business. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about the business aspect, but then I had a personal thought about this um, as it relates to women and even girls, because... I want to hear what you think about this kind of philosophy of the influence competitive sports has on, you know, both sexes growing up because both of my children played sports. It was really important to me. And I really wanted my daughter to play sports because I played none. So I really, you know, looked at that and thought, you know, as, as they grew up and they were playing the sports and I watched them, these kids go out on the field and they, and, and as a parent, even I'm in the stands going, get up, kill them, you know, and you, so you, you get, you want them to have that killer instinct Mm -hmm. and they, Mm -hmm. and they have it out there. And then at the end of the game, everybody shakes hands and everybody's, you know, buddies again. Mm -hmm. And I think that teaches something and, and I think that may be why men have always had a little bit of an edge in the past in business that teaches something that maybe you only learn through a competitive sport. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of wonder sometimes if I'd have been a better negotiator and a business person sooner if I'd had that. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? You know, when I was growing up in sports, it wasn't as organized. And I so love seeing these little girls, you know, in on softball teams and volleyball And it's the work ethic. It's, you know, you show up to practice, you know, five days a week. You're not messing around after school somewhere, but you are, your parents know where you are. And this is what I love about my son in baseball that, you know, he's now attending Point Loma um, on a baseball scholarship. And because he works so hard and, and he is gifted and, you know, I'm so proud of him, but he works so hard. And I I just think that it takes you far in, you know, the business world, if that's what you choose, you want to do, but it's, it's that work ethic. It's discipline. Yeah. You know, you, it's even when you don't want to do it, you do it. We don't want to get up and go to work every day, but we do it because we know we have to. Yeah. And it's same thing in in sports. If I want to compete on the level that I, you know, was doing, I have to beat balls, you know, for yeah. hours every day. And now I don't hit balls at all. <laughs> I don't, but that's cuz you just go out and have fun. We know um you talk in your book about after you did decide in college that you didn't want to play on the circuit anymore mm-hmm. and you went to work, you ended up kind of through a couple of jobs, you ended up at Lancome mm-hmm. and you had that great job and you really rose to the top at Lancome. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows you some of Robin's diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. she's obviously great at sales, but she was at Lancome and and, mm-hmm. and how long were you there? 10 years. Wow. That's a long years. time. Yeah. I, I was the first account coordinator that they ever had. And, um, you know, it was kind of a fluke how I ended up there, you know, um, basically getting a job on, you know, on our hiatus from golf and, you know, just being with a bunch of women in this cosmetic department, it was like a part-time thing, you know, but I was like, oh my gosh, these ladies are having so much fun there. Again, there's that 
teamwork, that camaraderie. And, you know, we'd have coffee together and they, you know, we'd help each other sell, upsell, you know, oh, you want a lipstick here? And by the time I'm done, I was, you know, $150, $200 into the sale. <laughs> but just was so much fun. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, how how can I do this, like, you know, as as a living and make money, you know, and not just sell behind the counter and, and then... There was an opportunity and, you yeah. know, just... Well, and to that opportunity, and we don't have to go into this at great depth, but it is in your book, so and it's yes. completely up to you how yeah. much you want to say about it, but you talk about being a, part, a member of the Me Too group yes. and uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you're not comfortable about it, that's fine. We, we yeah. don't have to go into it, but... Um, I felt like it shaped, after reading it and reading about it for you, I really felt like it shaped a lot of who you are today, mm-hmm. and 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 you learned a lot, even though mm-hmm. it was a terrible situation, because we do talk a lot about silver linings mm-hmm. on the ladies' roadmap, yes. and, and we all, you know, have our really rough times in life, mm-hmm. uh, at least I know I've had some ups and downs, and you know, if you really look, there usually is a silver lining, mm-hmm. and I liked in your book, you talked about that there was a silver lining to mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I have a, you know, strong belief in God and I always, I feel like he's always got me through everything. And so, um, you know, that, so after I left Lancome, you know, being there for 10 years, I was very happy and making good money. And I happened to be out on the driving range one day hitting balls and somebody came up to me and said, you know, are you, you know, Robin Crawl? That that was my maiden name, and I said, yeah. And he said, oh, you know, I remember you, blah blah blah. And um, so, what are you doing? I told him what I was doing. He said, you know, I'm looking for, you know, number one, I need somebody to model this new line of ladies' clubs, and I'm also looking for somebody, you know, a, a marketing person. You know, would you be interested? I'm like, nah. And he kind of was uh, a little on the pushy side, and so I'm like, no. And he just kept at me. And I will say that, you know, I, I was kind of like ready to work with men because I'd worked with women for 10 years. You know, (laughs) I I had like so many beauty advisors always calling me, you know, this one, that one. And, you know, it was like, Oh, it'd be nice to just, you know, work with men. And, you know, that doesn't change. I mean, anyway, but, um, you know, he, uh, he just basically said, you know, what is it going to take, you know? And one of those like too good to be true kind of things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had a financial advisor and I threw a number out there and he just said, okay, when can you start? Can you start in two weeks? And I mean, my heart just, you know, like I didn't know what to say, you know, because, you know, I said, all right, you know, and, and when I had to tell them I was leaving, it was hard. You know, especially leaving all my girls and things like mm-hmm. that, and just some, uh, just it was a very um, emotional thing. But then you know everything went great for for a while, mm-hmm. and um, and then you were in the new industry that was sort of golf was yes. golf related again. Yes, and so you're back and in loving being back yeah. in the industry, dealing with you know negotiations, you know signing pros, and you know um, and doing things with logos. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It so there you really, go. That yeah. was your silver lining, yeah. right? Oh, it was so much fun. And then it, it was one of those too good to be true, you know. And not to get into too yeah. much detail, but um, 
you know, it, it all came crashing down. Yeah. You know, but now you, you're in that industry and it's served you well, right? So after you, you know, you got through that, did that just, you went straight into your starting your own business after that? No, I, um, you know, basically through all of that, I, I had like pretty much a nervous breakdown. I had to deal with a lot of emotional stuff and I didn't know, like I, you know, this was in, back in the day of Anita Hill, okay, okay. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And so this was like not, nobody spoke about it, you know. And so you just really didn't. And I just held it all inside. I didn't say anything to anybody until finally I just, you know, yeah, your, your body's saying you can't do this. Right, right. right. And so um, it, a, a few months, I, you know, I was okay. My parents were helping me out, but then I just, you know, I had too many people saying, you got to do something. Somebody's got to stand up and put an end to this because three other women came, you know, like wrote me letters in the day. There there were no texting and all that. And, um, you know, it was just really, uh, like, okay, am I going to stand up? Somebody's got to do this. And it was the hardest thing because, you know, I didn't have a husband or a boyfriend or anything. And wow. the horrible things that he he did, he had done to intimidate me was things that you just, you can't, like, imagine, you know. And, um, you know, I'll never, like, not be able to talk about without getting emotional because, like, you know, somebody who's, like, threatening your life thinking, okay, you better stop this because otherwise I'm going to, you know, take you Take you down, yeah. Wow. And I just kept, you know, Boy, sticking that, to my guns yeah, and but you got through it and and, yep. and now and so now you have now you're in this industry yeah. and very successful. And yeah. golf is tell us now what how you feel golf has helped you in your new business. You know, it's it's so interesting because there are so many people that do what 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 we do, you know, in our space. And so how do you separate yourself apart from the others? And to me, it's really about the relationship building and really understanding our clients. And number one, golf, using golf. I mean, why am I here today? Why am I here yeah, today? Because of your golf. And, and because and you of you knowing one oh, of my right. best friends from college that just said, hey, my friend and her girlfriend are you know doing this podcast and you know she meant you know i yeah. mentioned you and that's why isn't there that f- then it's golf right right but it's it's just i mean i don't I, to me it's like i could be so stressed out and just go out there and just be so relaxed and uh, you know we landed a very large account um i don't know if i should mention the it's, a, okay. it's, it's an auto brand yeah. starts with an h um <laughs> And it because of golf, I spent, you know. Well, I, you know, it's funny is uh, in your book you tell a lot of fun stories, and I love the one about when you actually uh, won a special prize at the Boy Scout golf tournament. Mm. Tell us about that one. Grey's Anatomy, yes, that was so much fun. Um, so yeah, I, what we I won a or I bet on a walk on part. And but wait, let's go back. So mm. what happens is, is during the there's a golf oh, tournament. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. backing <laughs> up. So this is a charity event. So they do silent auction, live auction to raise money for the for the charity. And so um, 
in the auction was a walk-on part to Chicago Hope, which is a very old, that's dating me, um, TV show, like a medical type show. Um, gosh, it was back in the, what, the 80s? Yeah. I yeah. remember Chicago Hope. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Harmon. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> handsome. I think my anyway. husband actually looks like him a little bit. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I'll have to put a picture of my husband. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> but anyway, you want to walk on part. A walk on part. Because of golf. <laughs> because of golf. And then they say, oh, we get it. We want to get your little badge, you know, for so when, you know, you look like a nurse, whatever. So they take us in this trailer and we were getting our picture taken. And I'm looking around. And there are pictures of this one woman with every single movie star you could imagine. I mean, everybody who's anybody. I'm like, who is this person? And Ryan, who was taking the picture, said, oh, that's Linda Klein. She's the um, the medical advisor for the show. And I said, well, i got to meet her. <laughs> so literally, we went to the commissary and had lunch, and she was standing in line. Okay. And I said, okay, to my husband, I'm going over and talking to her. And, you know, I said, you don't know me, but, you know, I, you know, I was just in your trailer and I see you play golf. And, you know, so I introduced myself and told her who I was and, and how I got the part. She goes, oh my God, I, that, I got that, that, uh, that prize or, prize yeah. through my brother. Anyway, it was long story short, you know, so we just had that connection and she's like, so do you play? And my husband's like, God bless my husband. He's like, yeah, and she's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, we should play sometime. And I'm like, yeah. So she, she said, oh, let's, you know, exchange numbers. She invited me to play in a golf tournament. David E. Kelly, which you know who he mm -hmm. is, David E. Kelly Productions right. produces. Lots of shows. Uh, yeah. He, and um, uh, um, Allie McBeal, The Practice. Yeah. We ended up doing stuff for those shows. Then now she, they're your customers as yeah. well as the fact that she were that you were on one of the shows, right? And so then, just really quick, I'll tell you. So, um, Chicago Hope ends. I don't hear from her for a long time, and then out of the blue, she calls me, and she calls me Rob. You know, and I love that because people only that I'm very close to call me that. So it was very cute. And, yeah. and she's like, "I need a favor. We're doing this pilot for um, for ABC called Grey's Anatomy." I'm like, "What?" What a weird name, you know? And she's like, oh, I know, I know. But we're I need, you know, some stuff for the set, you know, for filming. I need it in like four days. You know, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we did that. And then about three months after that, I get a call and she goes, guess what? It just got picked up. You know, now I need blah, 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 blah. And here we are 15 years later, 15 seasons and it's still going strong. Yeah. So great. It's crazy. Well, you're, the golf has just been the gift that's kept giving for you. But you're really so fortunate that you got to start playing when you were young. Because, yes. boy, if you get to learn a sport like that when you're young, it's, it's, it's game, a game changer. Because it, mm -hmm. I, you know, learning it as an adult, it's a hard, it's a very, very difficult sport. But, you know, it's funny, just uh, in all this, I never have learned to play. And I don't know if I ever will. But I loved in your book that you actually talk about, you don't even have to be a golfer to actually benefit from golf. Right. So one of your examples is that if you have a business, you want to sponsor a hole. Yes. So how does that work? So if you just, you know, um, you can Google charity golf tournaments Orange County and they'll all pop up, you know, because obviously they all want to be listed. 
and there's always a tournament director contact on there. You you would call them up or you would just go on the site and they would show you opportunities, how you can get involved, you know, what level you want to come in at. And you can usually, there's, you know, uh, an opportunity called a whole sponsor and, you know, it varies between 200 and a thousand maybe and you I mean can, 200 that's a doable yeah, what a great yeah. marketing I mean to for your yeah. for your any business so you get your your logo um on the hole your sign on a hole and then you can bring out you know a table and a, a banner and give away stuff and so that's what you know we would do and um we we've gotten a lot of business through through that so i send my crew out there and they man the table, and then I play in the tournament. So we've got both That's going. Great. Maybe we need to go put, a, put yeah. ourselves out there, there. ladies. Roadmap to these women's oh tournaments. Gosh, That'd be yes. awesome. Let's look into that. See, Robin. So one more thing. One one other thing I should say that I'd like to talk about is we loved the way as you got into the book after you kind of talked about your sort of memorial part, let's say, and then you were doing the part a portion of it almost like an interview mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. with some very some very established people who are mm-hmm. golfers and we wondered if maybe there was one store one of those stories that was your favorite that you'd want to share i think oh my gosh there i actually I, personally i really love the one of the guy that's the owner of the franklin hiram smith he's my oh my gosh okay here's a man again who very famous in his own right He's written eight books, and he speaks across the country. And he's he's like when E.F. Hutton talks. I it's you cannot get enough of this man. He is so full of wisdom and just love and kindness. And again, I was uh, I paid a lot of money to go to a mastermind at his house, his ranch for the weekend, right? And there are twelve other people, right? But. I, I got his email and I said, Hey, just curious. I hear you play golf. If I bring my clubs, can we play? Oh, and he oh, says, so See how it's an, it's an yeah. entree into so many things. So I, I stayed another day. And so I got to spend a day on the golf course oh, with him and have dinner. My gosh. Uh, it, just one on one with he and his wife. Wow. And oh my gosh, we had the best time. And then, so let's go full circle. For me to go back and ask him to to interview him, wow! I'm getting I was chills. pretty nervous because I'm thinking, well, he's <laughs> he, he's not going to say yes. He's not, you know. And oh my gosh! So he not only um, said yes, but when I sent him the book and he read it, he called me and he said, I mean, I started to cry because he said, I want to tell you how proud I am of you and how amazing you are and you i mean he's and i'm like feeling like this is my father giving me like um, kudos yes because my you know my father's not here so it was you know between him and you know and bud gordon um again another man that i enter or talk about but he passed he's like a, a father figure to me and the experiences that we've had together on the golf course you know, we've won so many golf tournaments together and now, you know, he's passed. Um, I'm very close to his, his daughter and like being a mentor to her, which is really, really cool. Cause I feel like, you know, actually I want to talk about that because you do talk about the importance of being a mentor and having a mentor. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? 
So as I kind of mentioned earlier, um, I have a business coach, and her name is Allison Maslin. She's out of San Diego. And I met her, you know, when my dad passed away, you know, he was like my mentor and the person I always bounce things off of and my business partner. Yeah, I was say, he was your business partner. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you don't have that. You feel very lost. And um, so I just started looking for a coach. And I found Allison, and it was, I don't believe, by accident, she was meant to be in my life. She just launched a book, which tomorrow night she's having her big party, and it, it's so cool, called Scale or Fail. And she is, I mean, can she's phenomenal. Yes, <laughs> I, I can I could set yeah. that up. She, But she is so amazing. I, I've never met anybody like her as far as just inspiring and to see what she does. And, um, and so it just makes me want to be a better person and to pay it forward to people. So, you know, I'm very involved in the Women's uh, Business Enterprise Network Council, which is a minority women-owned businesses. And so again, that sets us apart in certain with doing business with large corporations because mm -hmm. they have to do X amount of business with minorities right. and women. Um, and I have been helping a lot of entrepreneurs, young women, you know, that are just getting into business and kind of guiding them and, you know, what direction to go. And I think that's so great that we you know, we have at this time of our life, we can we have a lot of experience to share. Yeah, and that we do pay it forward, mm -hmm. and that's what it's all about about being mature and ageless in mind and yeah. spirit. Is that we we're not slowing down; we're all still going full throttle. But that old saying we all used to say, "Gosh, if I'd only known." But if but yeah. there are young women that that want to hear. You know, they want to hear what you have to say. Might not be your daughter, yeah. but, <laughs> but or your kid or your children. But yeah. but there are women out there, and you know, you are definitely an inspiration. I have to say, honestly, I'm truly envious because I would, that's the one last part of my life I want to do is get to be a great golfer because I think it I puts can help you, you with that. Oh my gosh, you just <laughs> don't even know because I feel like it puts you in a playing field, and again, no pun intended, but with, I love being out there with men in, mm -hmm. in, an, in an arena that they can relate to, mm -hmm. and you're on their level, and, and I just find that it's a, just a real equalizer. And, you know, your, your book is a very gender-friendly book because, ladies, I, I, you know, I encourage you to get it even for your husband to read because yes. it really shows the totality of the benefits from the sport of golf mm -hmm. for anybody for anybody and yes. the camaraderie and social aspect of it for men and women and for business. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I uh, applaud you and commend you in many ways and um, you know you. we like to ask our ladies, our guests, um, obviously you recommend golf, but also are there any other rituals or habits you have that keep you ageless in mind and spirit? Because you definitely are those oh, things. Thank you. I wake up every morning and I find five things to be grateful for. And that just puts me, you know, in a very grateful mindset because we can get so caught up in all the negative. We all have our challenges every day. You know, I'm dealing with stuff now with my mom. And, but I just say, I'm so grateful that she has energy today that she, you know, this and that. And I mean, we were know. saying your mom, I think it's health issues. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. The things we uh -huh. take for granted sometimes, yes, right? Absolutely. And, um, 
I try to take care of myself. I work out. I think that's that's kept me younger because, you know, you look at, you know, maybe the generation before us and they, you know, it's harder on them. But I think we all stay physically fit. We do yoga or we do CrossFit or whatever we do. Um, getting up at 5.15 in the morning, which is insane. <laughs> yes. um, and it's having, dark. Yeah. But um, that's so hard for me. Like people say, how do you do it? And I say, I don't know because like, but I know I have to do it. It's like that kind of how we talked about earlier, that work ethic. If I don't work out two to three days a week, you know, with that serious hardcore, then I, it's good for my golf game. It keep, I'm still hitting the ball as long as some of these, you know, 20, 30 year olds and, you know. I just, that makes me well, feel I mean, so good. Well, I mean, you know, that's your habit. I mean, that that is a habit. And we talk a lot about that mm-hmm. on our show about habits and tendencies. And and you you need, you need really do have to add in those healthy, healthy habits so that you can make time and space and feel good mm-hmm. to put the other things into your life. Yes. So it's And really to keep important. a balanced life. That, mm-hmm. That's important. You've got to remember... You know, for me, it's my family and my friends and keeping those relationships alive. And it's so hard to sometimes make the time, mm-hmm. but especially like on the golf course, you plan a day for of golf and it's like, you, you just get that quality time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, you've um, written all about it. And ladies, we highly recommend you get this book, whether you're a golfer or not. It's heartfelt and inspirational, and we really enjoyed it. And we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Yes. Oh, and we'll have pleasure. the links. Your book's on, available on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes. So we will have Robin's uh, websites and links and probably link to her coach and maybe a few more things and you can find all those at ourladiesroadmap.com and if they're in Orange County I'd love to meet them and sign it personally that's what it's about that's great people and relationship building you're the queen of networking we see that but again thank thank you 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 for taking the time out of your schedule to meet with us my pleasure what a blast thank you ladies thank you you're welcome today's show is sponsored by My Roadmap Journal a woman's guide to encourage you to think genuinely about your life and relationships. This beautifully illustrated 176-page spiral-bound journal has been designed to awaken your inner goddess. Come on, ladies, it's time to create the life you've been thinking about. Go to ladiesroadmap.com and push shop. Would you like to hear about our recommended product of the week? Sure you would. So come on over to ladiesroadmap.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's not to be missed. You'll get our current happenings on Ladies Roadmap and Ladies Roadmap Journal. Don't forget to sign up. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com. 